You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Oh, man. You know, it's been a long time since we've been in the murder palace. I know you haven't missed it, have you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I can't wait for us to get out of this. One day soon. Hole. Hole. Yeah. This murdery hole. Mm. It's weird that it's an eight by eight room, you know? I feel like Odin would have a room like this where he watched things. It's really, it's really kind of throwing me off that uh, the whole floor is tiled and kind of all goes toward the center. And then there's a drain. Yeah. Um, and the chain hooks, pay no mind. Pay no mind to the chain hooks on the wall. <laughs> Any old way. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. we're continuing our coverage of Preacher. We sure are. And we are going to talk about, I want to say the third episode, but it's not the third episode. It's the second episode. It's season one, episode two. Yeah. That's it's throwing weird. me off. It is, it's weird. It is, that's weird. Do you want me to fire it up? Yeah, go ahead and fire it up. Okay, I'll hit While me. you're doing that, I wanted to mention something that we came across that uh, caught my attention. And Ooh. I thought I would uh, give it a listen. And that is the official preacher podcast called the preacher insider Mm -hmm. podcast they have an episode out where they do an interview with uh sam catlin the showrunner it's quite excellent it's a great interview even if you're just a fan of interviews you'd like you know it was good because it gives great insight uh into the the ideas and thought processes behind the show as a whole and some of the, maybe some of even some of the changes that they've uh, uh, enabled Mm -hmm. uh, or enacted. Yeah. Yeah, Because they had to. And so it's Sam Catlin and uh, executive producer, Evan Goldberg. And And they know more about the show than we do. I promise you. And as a matter of fact, I have a clip of that show. Do you? They talk a little bit about the mysterious cowboy that we met in episode one. So let's. Who was that? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. I think we talked about it last episode. We did, but in, I don't think they spoil it yet. They in didn't. fact, I think their stance is: uh, if you don't know, if you don't know, shame, you will know. Shame on you! <laughs> what have you been doing with your life? Get out there and read the Congo. So, hey, just give that a listen real quick. Let's roll it. Um, the cowboy is a fan favorite, and anyone who's read the comic uh, should know who he is pretty quick. And if they don't, you're not a fan of themselves <laughs> in disgrace because you're not a real fan. So you can neither confirm nor deny anything. I can't say anything except it's exactly what you think it is. If you know <laughs> what it is, but if you don't know what it is, you don't need to know. If you don't know, you'll find out. You'll figure it out. But it's a uh, it's the part that I'm most excited about. Every time I get to see anything based on the cowboy, I get giddy. And is it a uh, a one to one with the comic, or are we going new directions with it? Or it's it's in some ways it's it the, that story is in many ways the most similar. Yeah, from Garth's comic, it's just it's sort of uh, how do I say it? It's sort of the context of of the story is different. It, it actually sort of will resonate in a different way by the time it's over. And, uh, we'll see. It'll have everything to do, even though it takes place in 1881. You'll see by the end of the season that it has everything to do with Jesse. So give, definitely give that a listen. Yeah, you should check Good out. stuff. Listen to our podcast and then that one. Preacher Insider Podcast. Yeah. Check it out. 
All right. I loved this opening. I think it was like the funniest thing. And it wasn't supposed to be funny, but I oh. la- I had to pause it because I was laughing. So well, uh, it almost makes me ashamed to be from uh, living in Houston. <laughs> Didn't exactly point, uh, paint no, us in the no, brightest light. No, I think it's going to make people want to move here. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> but Danny, her little monologue about like, you can, uh, I'll be bleeding on the floor from whatever you decide <laughs> to do. And you go upstairs and then bang, bang, boom. <laughs> I'm not killing your husband. <laughs> Tulip's like, I'm, shut up. I'm not going to kill your husband, damn it. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Just made Wishful me laugh. thinking. Made me laugh. And Danny's a new character. I can't remember her from the, the series. I but, can't either. I mean, you knew there'd be middlemen. Yes, but the way she was talking about her husband, the way that he eats all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that made me think of the All-Father. It sure did. But then I was like, I don't know how in the hell they're going to tie that in together. But I do know, spoiler alert, there are blood ties between the All-Father and Jesse. Yes, there are. Um, but you know what? If you, hadn't, if you hadn't read the books, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. So I ain't spoiled shit yet. And we just had a friend read all the books, and he thanked us profusely. So you should do the same and go read them all. Absolutely. We're talking not- about you, Brian. So, and we get that flashback to, I guess, a job. Yeah, that, something uh, went wrong. Something went wrong. And she says, you know, that was the day it all went wrong between Jesse and me. All right here. So you're like, what happened? What went wrong? And what is she looking for? Now, now, do you like Tulip's look now? Or Tulip's look in that flashbook? I'm just curious. Now. Yeah? Why is that? I don't know. That's more my style. Oh, <laughs> A little rough and tumble, eh? Yeah. <laughs> seeing some things. I like I like them seeing some things. So I don't remember when they would have been in Houston, but that is the Houston skyline. Sure is. That, uh, the way that that is framed, um, I think up until that point, it probably wasn't Houston, but that right. particular crane shot of them pulling back and showing us the skyline, I think would have been Eleanor T- uh, Tinsley Park. Tinsley Park, yeah. I, just based on... Have you been there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a nice park. Yeah. It's not too far from where I work. No. Now, Danny, ah, <laughs> I don't know where this theater is. Apparently, it's in the bowels of some building. Now, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably somewhere, probably downtown as well. I would think so. I've been in some basements in downtown, some old too. dilapidated yeah. buildings that have been condemned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of them aren't too friendly. Right, yeah. So it's conceivable. Yeah, I used to work roofing, and they people would always be like, yeah, we're trying to redo this project. And so you'd go, and you'd... You'd have to walk through the building. You're like, uh, uh. Went through the I think, old, I think the roof is the last your worry is about this bad boy. I went through the old, so years back, I went with a guy that was in, on the side, he did real estate and he had some wild hair. He thought he could maybe, uh, uh, buy the Savoy downtown, the one that's been, really, oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> I went with him on lunch break and we went to go check it out and they let us in. They take the chains off the door. Dude. And then you wanted to leave. Pigeon shit everywhere. <laughs> and homeless people had been in there. Oh, sure. And it's just, it was just, oh my gosh, it was, it was tore up. No yeah. lights. And it's like, I felt like I was in like, um, like a first person shooter. <laughs> Cause we're going upstairs. There's no light and nice. come around corners and it just, it's like you're uh, playing Resident Evil. Mm, yes. <laughs> You'd hear stuff. No, it's not okay. What do you think of the guy Danny went to meet? All white. Oh, bald. This is the second week in a row that we've got a cold opening 
open that Where has introduced, introduced us big into a big character. And I would submit that both of these characters in these cold opens are setting up uh, future villains. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I believe it to be Hairstar. Do you think I would agree with you? Do you think that's an interesting way to introduce villains? Because I don't I know. like it. I, I've never seen a show where no. they do that because we've got the backstory and we as the comic fans know who these people are. And so everybody else is like, what? 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 I wonder Why if are we showing this at all? I even wonder if they're showing us them in the order that they're going to be the main antagonist. Oh. Because we we saw Odin and that, then we saw the, the Saint of Killers. Yes. Now we see Hair Star. Hair Star. And I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna see how this plays out. Is it is it gonna play out to where they're they're stair stepping them? Yeah. And it's you're right. It's interesting to, that. Why would you give us this so early on? But I like it because it's it's all tied together. Like right with the Santa Killers, they tied in the the hanging tree. They did with with the town. Cassidy's bearing the bodies. Danny obviously is delivering information. On Grail Industries. Yeah, Grail Industries. To, What's Grail Industries? You don't need to know. Yeah. We told you. You don't, yeah. yeah. And and so that's another thing I started trying to do with this episode is I'm like, okay, and this is extremely difficult to do. It was like, okay, could, could I put myself in the shoes of someone that has never read any of the source material and just try to look at this as though I have no context, which is extremely difficult to do? And... I think I got a little bit of a glimpse and I, I I think I understand where some people are coming from. It's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this. Right. And, or, or it's too slow. It's too weird. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, however, I would say that they're doing things well enough to draw. It would, if I had no knowledge of it, I think they're doing things well enough to draw me along saying, yeah, this is weird as shit, but I want to know what happens. I want to see what yeah. happens. How in the hell is a cowboy from the 1800s tied into modern day? Sure. And I think a cold open is the perfect way to do that. Because if they had just thrown that in the middle of an episode one time, you'd be like, what? 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 That would be even more confusing. But the way just to start it that way and try to tie some things together is really well done. Now, what I didn't appreciate is uh, I think they got their information all wrong. Uh, that <laughs> snuff film festival has been going on for way longer than four years. How many times have you been? Uh, three or four. <laughs> three or four. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So do they move Do they move sweaty basements every year? or? Oh, we have to. Yeah. Oh, you have to. It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. So are you breaking the first rule of snuff film festival? Yeah. Well, it's like that whorehouse, the cookie jar. I mean, every time... <laughs> Every time, <laughs> this is an actual place, by yes, the way. Yes, I know. Um, yeah, they change your address all the time. Because you can't to. stay in one place. Because the cops will get wise. Exactly. Cops exactly. will get wise. Well, the ones that don't partake. The they ones all, that care. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be real careful, I would think, because if you make one of them cops mad, then you're really in trouble. So the main question I had is, uh, do you, okay, there's a vent pipe. In front of the sundowner? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a vent pipe at the end of the episode. Yes, there is. Let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is there a vent pipe like that for? Because that's like an exhaust Yeah, off of a diesel engine, like an old tractor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's working. Tra- and it works. It's yeah. Because like, like, it has the flat. Yeah. Mm, what's going on there? I don't know at all. Uh, one thing. 
you don't make a poster for a snuff film festival. I'm sorry. You, you just don't, don't. You don't. You don't have it framed on the wall. No. No, no. That made no sense. <laughs> Maybe you should. And just for the record, I do believe they're real. Just for the record. What are real? Snuff films. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely yeah, think I they're mean, real. Yeah. You saw 8 millimeter. Yeah. Well, and I had a cousin who said he watched them. He's like, oh, I, I can't get enough of them. I'm like, dude, you are messed up. We are that's no, not okay. That's what I that told him. That is not okay. I, I was, he was like, you know, I find them all on the internet. I'm like, dude, we are no longer friends. I, well, you're like, not finding them on the regular internet. No, in the bowels of the internet. The dark net. Please don't ever Google those. Don't, don't, please don't go on the dark net. Yeah. Don't go looking for things that you don't want to find. Yeah. I think what, uh, cause you'll wa- find it. Joaquin Phoenix said in eight millimeter is absolutely true. Yeah. You dance with the devil, devil don't change. No. Devil changes, changes you. you. Um, all kidding aside. Don't yeah, seriously. Don't go looking for shit that you don't. This you is your PSA see for the day. Do not. <laughs> you can't go back from that kind no, of shit. No, it's not funny. It's not cool. It doesn't disturbing. make it. Doesn't make no. you better than anyone else because you got this. Not some knowledge you don't need. Yeah, you I really would al- don't. I would almost say it makes you worse. <laughs> I would agree. So, what did you think of the sheriff's monologue? Because I think his interaction with them was kind of funny, because they're like. Yes and no, no, and they couldn't agree on their story. He's like, so there's like some crazy lunatic loose in no. a way. Yes, in a way, yes, in a way. That's right. <laughs> um. Well, I he's clearly he's not buying their bullshit, but I don't yeah. know if he really has any cause to do anything just yet. Well, I mean, why didn't he ask? Like, can I see some documentation? Do you have any form of ID? Well, maybe they already passed that. I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, that would be my first question. You're from the government. Cool. Can I see your badge? What branch are you with? Okay, well, first of all, um, deep cover. What? I, I guess foreign foreign nationals or foreigners could ascend the ranks within our law enforcement system here. Sure, um, but Depend- that, that should be a dead giveaway. If you have a foreign accent and you say you're from the government, well, what government? Yeah. You know, because but maybe they're, they're from the UN. Because they have clearly they have European accents. Yes, they do. Because if you're an angel, you're gonna be well. The Brit would say <laughs> that if you're gonna be an angel on Earth, then you're going to be British. British, yeah, of he, course. The Brit would be wrong, <laughs> but um, but, but he, his monologue. Oh my gosh, Hugo's monologue. Okay, let me take another step back. He by by far is the most changed character from the comic book series. Because you were really worried about him. I was, but I'm not anymore. After that monologue and his later interaction with his son, I'm like, okay, he's going to be Because he was a dick. Oh, he was. In the comic book. And uh, I think he he may still have uh, the ability to do that. Um, But that story he tells where he's like, you know, as a sheriff, you see some shit. So I know you think you're trying to pull one over on me. But I'm nobody's fool. He was telling that for their benefit to to basically let them know, hey, I, I'm watching you, and uh, I ain't easy to fool, yeah. and I've seen some stuff. Yeah, it makes me think of No Country for Old Men, where Tommy Lee Jones is like, you know what, I can't do this job no more because you see too much crazy shit. I'm just not built for this, this anymore. This world, which which he's going to echo again at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and in fact, he named the next episode. That, yeah, uh, Monster Swamp oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. name of the next episode. I didn't know that. Um, 
but I'm not worried about him anymore. He's, he's different. I accept that, but I like him. Yeah. He's convinced um, me. His monologue reminded me a lot of Michael Parks' monologue mm. in, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. The, yeah. Uh, the Texas Ranger and just, uh, the emotional impact behind, uh, in that monologue. And I felt there was, I felt a connection to the, to his monologue here. Yeah. And absolutely. I felt like he's a halfway decent person because when, when he said at the end in that third baby, we they never, never, never found, never found to me, that tells me he cares about the the those that cannot defend themselves yeah. and he takes his job seriously absolutely and so, and he and it just gives you a little insight into him like that just the things that he's seen I things that he's imagine. had to deal with being a sheriff you know, it, even if you think it's a quiet town and nothing happens shit always happens wherever you are and so he's just like you know i've seen some things and i don't want to this world is messed up well, and we, so well, here's something to think about. In a small town, you tend to have to do more things than you would if you worked in a bigger town. Sure. So you technically, you'd probably see more shit in a small t- as a small town sheriff mm-hmm. than you would if you were law enforcement in a bigger city. I would think so. I would think so. So, I like, and it's probably with people that you live with and probably care about. Yeah, so that you've known your whole life. You live three blocks from. Do so, we need to apologize what, about our Donnie? Well, we need to acknowledge that we dropped the ball last Boy, episode. Boy, did we. And why we did it didn't click that Donnie worked for Odin. I mean, it because, did click. Well, the pilot, it even should have clicked because yeah. they both work for him. Yeah. But here we're thinking he's with them. They're moving those people out. Yeah. He's got his arm brace on. It smashes that one dude's smashes face. smashes the guy's face into the steering wheel. Yeah. And we're, we were perplexed as to what his deal was. Well, his deal is that the preacher done broke his damn arm, made mm-hmm. him squeal like a bunny. And that shit got out. Because oh, his kid, I love oh, when his kid's it. like, he's like, <laughs> you know, someone said that the preacher sucker punched you, made you squeal like a bunny. I just want you to know I beat his ass. Well, I beat it real good. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Made him apologize. On a, on a different side note, how on earth would you feel about having that conversation with your kid? I don't know. Okay. I know so, what you hear through the walls and it sounds like I'm hurting your mom and I'm not. Well, I am, but I mean. But she likes it. She, she, she likes it. wants it. Your mom likes it when I drill her. You know, really hard while I'm beating her with a riding crop, and so, so did you believe him, Donnie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did too. And so that's the messed up thing because we were led to believe in the pilot that, well, she said she liked it. I and, like it, and we were like, no, he scalded me with a coffee pot, no, and I'm like, oh, well, that's- no. And so maybe he's not. I mean, he's probably, a, I mean, obviously he's a tough guy and a douchebag, but maybe he's not as bad as, as people might be making him out. And maybe he's a little misunderstood. Sure. And maybe that's where that pent up rage and frustration is coming from. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> if, if your wife is into that, maybe he's, maybe he's not, yeah. but he's trying to please his wife and he's like, you know, God, I don't know. You know I don't, but I felt bad for him. And I liked the interaction he had with his son where he's like, all right, cool. I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad we're on the same page. I love you too. Let's go ahead and go to the bus. Because that kid thought he was about to catch a beating. Oh, when he they walked down that alley, he was like, oh, shit. Because he we, is in trouble. We, I guess we just kind of accepted that the kid probably caught beatings. But I kind of got the sense that maybe he he didn't on the yeah. radar. Not like. It's not like his dad just beat him for kicks. Yeah. and I mean, maybe he caught a whooping for doing something he shouldn't have been doing. But, but that's not West like Texas. Beating, yeah, well, exactly. And I know we, 
we got to understand that things work a little different down here. You're My gonna- parents are from West Texas. I caught a beating when I did shit that I wasn't supposed to do. I know you did. Oh, when I look back, I go, oh, shit. All the times when I should have got a whooping and I didn't. I remember the, the ones wor- that I did. Do you remember your worst one? Oh, hell yeah. I, w- I was in the house playing with the ball, and I kicked over all my mom's uh, oh, precious shit. moments. You remember oh, precious moments? You Yeah, you should have went with a bat and just <laughs> struck all those. Just run with your arms out and just wiped them all off the I show. broke like I 10 of them. Those I broke like 10 of them. 10 of them? <laughs> my mom, oh, my Boy, gosh. did I catch beating. God, I can't. Man. I can't stand those things. Those oh, things are They're disgusting. the dumbest thing. They're all so stupid, and they're like $80 for one, like a... A lady holding a baby with a ginormous head. God, it's disgusting. Sorry. No, it's okay. After a while, I stopped getting that. My dad started going making me do things like uh, uh, apologizing, and that was way worse. Sure. Making me go walk over to somebody's house, knock on a door, apologize for something I did, whether, you know. And that was way worse. I was like, can I just... Can I just catch a beating? Yeah, my, I'd rather get I'd rather get a whooping than you. You have to go do this. Yeah, my granddad didn't use a belt. <laughs> what he did is he would take his knuckle and he would wrap you on the head and fuck oh, that shit sh- hurt on the top of your head. Yeah, right in the middle, right, right in the right fountain. Now <laughs> he just Damn. wham. He's his like skull ain't even grown together yet. Right, and he would he would just be sitting in his chair, one hand in his pants, you know, and he'd be like, "Come over here," and he just whap. And he's like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> I would hurt for hours. Oh, man. That made us into the warped individuals that we are today. Thank you. <laughs> and there goes our Texas accents once again. I, I didn't think we were going to make it very far without slipping in. It's so, it's so easy. It really is. It's so easy. And that's the way we talk. Well, <laughs> I can't help it. It's I can't the way help I it. talk. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's easy because you hear that and you just, you want, I don't know, you just want to... I guess you just want to mimic it. I don't, I don't, are we mockingbirds? I mean, that's, that's the state bird of Texas. Yeah, mocking jays. Mocking jays. <laughs> oh, so, let's throw the Hunger oh, Games in here. Okay. Okay. So we, what do you think of Cassidy? Cassidy and his relationship with, I can't remember her name, the lady that helps at the church. You know, I'd have had it if you wouldn't have said anything. Okay. I think it's Emily. I was going to say Emily. I was thinking, Emily. you know what? Her name's Emily, Emily. now. <laughs> and he, he sees that coffin out there, and you know, as a vampire, what do you think? He's like, "Is this somebody's for me? Play- is this for me?" Somebody's prank. Yeah, somebody's pranking me. <laughs> He's What's like, "Oh, here? my buddies over in Ireland have sent me a coffin <laughs> to sleep in." <laughs> That's what I thought. Some dirt from the old country. Because he looks out and he's like, "What? What? What? What is happening?" And What's going like, on here? We want to take. We want you to take the van and drive this body down there. He's like, "Okay," but I, I, I think their interactions are funny. They are. And so I get to it. <laughs> oh, I see that. I'm in my get to it attire. Do I not look? It's a damn it, poncho. <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> Just as, does it not look like I'm getting to it? I'm pretty sure at Comic Palooza this weekend, I'm going to cosplay as Cassidy. I'm just going to wear jeans, boots, and a poncho. Then I'll go as preacher. With the pointy, pointy hat. And your, and your aviators? <laughs> yes. I hope you do. Damn, and then the I am totally going to go as preacher and get them pointy tips on my collar. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And just put all the gel in my hair. All just of all of it. All of it. Sorry, we're out. It's in his hair. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Exxon Valdez just landed in my <laughs> hair. And then when then Preacher, he's like, hey, how are you, Padre? I've been looking everywhere for you. I'm going to show you something. That's the first That was one. weird. I thought it was going to be somebody else. They really threw me off there for yeah. a second. It's the first we've seen of him in the episode. Yeah. 
which I was like, okay, we're throwing everybody else's story in because they're trying to make you wait because of the last episode ended with Preacher going, open your eyes. Which she did. She opened her eyes. She did. They went right into that. And then, you know, the mom jacked her up in the bed and she just fell forward, <laughs> which was hilarious. I don't know <laughs> if it was supposed to be funny, but it was. Oh, no, they meant to do that. <laughs> hey, how about this? Okay, this is my other favorite scene of the episode. The first one being Hugo's monologue. but. Yeah. But Tulip getting out of this traffic violation was and, quite entertaining. And she was getting out of it one way or the other. The uh, easy way or the hard way. Do, do you think she would have taken the cop out? Uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That would have complicated things. Well, she's going 110 well, he's, in a 55 or something like that. Excuse me. He's a highway patrol. Highway yeah. patrol. Or state police. Yeah. I'm a Texas Ranger. <laughs> well, I, well, no, he's not Yeah, Texas I know that. Ranger. I was quoting. Sorry. But that would be DPS, yeah, Department of Public Safety, yeah. So because they got those cool ass cars, she was very convincing as like a damsel in distress, and you know she's she's trying to make the right decision and help her friend, and that's why she was doing things that maybe she shouldn't have done. What a great! And it, I mean, she wasn't really lying. No, no, she wasn't. But she at all she was kind of stretching the truth. And then her her little ring that she put on, man, mm. have you ever tried that? Put it on a ring? Yeah. On my pinky? Yeah. My left hand? Yeah. No. Why not? I'm not in the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should try it. So why did you like the monologue? You said this was your favorite. What did you like about it? Uh, Because she just, she was just chewing up the scenery. And she we, she's just weaving a great story. It's just a good piece of acting. Do you think it's real? That's what I want to know. Do you think this is a true story? Because I think I think most of it is true. Cuz we don't know her backstory in the in the comic. I mean, I'm not well, we know no, it in, she's talking okay, but we know it in the comic. We don't the, know it in the show. The gist of her story is that she's got a friend that's right. Hard-headed, and she's trying to convince making him, bad life decisions, making bad decisions. Which, okay, whatever, probably not. I mean, that context of <laughs> her bad decisions and the rest. She of the thinks he's exactly. making bad decisions. So basically, she, basically, she's framing the conversation around he's making bad decisions. He saw the light, or he wanted, or he was about to see the light, or the, and she wanted to get to him as quickly as she could. Sure. Now. That part's not necessarily true because yeah. she's been chasing him, trying to convince him for a while now. She sure has. But he asked her, is this old dude worth it? And she said, I wish he wasn't. Yeah. Now, that was totally believable. Mm -hmm. So they definitely have a love-hate relationship. And so whatever went down, with it was we find out later, this Carlos fella. Yeah. Uh, whatever done, went down did him dirty. Uh, you know, what she already said at the beginning of the episode is that was the start of the end yeah. uh, of their relationship. So whatever went down, um, you know, and, and I think we'll see that yeah. sooner rather than later. And I want to see that. Well, uh, do you think, what do you think convinced the cop? Do you think it was the fact that he thought she served in the army, the fact that she had such a believable story or maybe a mixture of both? I think it was just a mixture of all that. Yeah. You never know with a cop. I mean, I've never gotten out of a ticket by talking. Uh, I haven't either. But the only times I've gotten out of tickets is when I have the van full of kids, right? And they're all hollering, 
And I'm like, y'all gotta be quiet. Right. Oh yeah. no, I would be, be like, be hey, polite. y'all yak, y'all yuck it up. Come on. <laughs> Get it going. Uh, y'all be jack. You know how y'all normally act at the house? Yeah, do act that like here. That now. <laughs> uh, no, it, I think it just depends. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. I guess I have a hard time believing that you get off on a warning for any time you're going over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, if you're in double the speed limit, that's impounding the car. You get arrested. And then she takes off. Yeah, she just peels out. That can't be okay. Yeah, he doesn't care no more. He's like, slow down. Okay. Do you want to talk about the preacher using his power on Cassidy or just skip that? It was good. It, it was, was good, good demonstration. And I mean, was, I think it was well, necessary. And it was funny. He's like, uh, hop around and tell me the governor of Texas. Like, I don't know. Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, I think it was important. Okay. So what we need to talk about is that I think it was important to establish some of the rules around how the power worked. Yeah. You can't, you, you can speak these words and force someone to, to do, do something, something, but you can't force them to do something that they can't do. Right. 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 So, while he did ask him to fly, he only jumped. Right. And he's a vampire. He probably has more ability. I would think so. I don't, you couldn't ask anyone. And, and so what I'm trying to say is you can't ask someone to fly. They start flapping their wings like a bird and take off. No. But <laughs> he couldn't name the governor of Texas because he didn't know. Right. So I think that's important. I think that's going to come into play. I think it's always good when you have to establish parameters. Yeah, because if it's, you, it's like world building and fantasy. Yeah. You know, I need here's how magic works right. in this in this realm or this world. I'm setting some rules. Well and there now needs I'm to gonna be have rules. to follow these rules. Because some of the fantasy, there's so much magic and the magic is just so overpowered. You're like, oh my god, this isn't even entertaining anymore because yeah, this magic to, is just ridiculous. Well, I mean but I'm glad they did that because yeah. if you think about it, you have the voice of God. You can tell people what to do. At some point, you're like, oh, this is kind of boring because right. why is there even a story? Because you, if you're, uh, if you have unlimited power, what's the point? Right. What's the point of the show? You've you've already won. Just say what you exactly. <laughs> Just speak it. Just say whatever it, come, it is you need to say. Speak it, and it will come to pass. The end. Um, so you have to do that. You yeah. have to set those I think they did a good job. Yeah, I think so too. And then they did a really good job of making us understand how creepy as shit Odin is. Oh, God. Because he's sitting there in his office and just listening to the intercom of them murdering them cows. And I swear they do it one at a time. Just, you know, and he's just sitting there like rubbing his hands together, touching himself. And you're like, oh, my God, this dude. There's some things that, that that's not okay about that man. Absolutely. And then secretary walks in, gives him a piece of paper, and then she leaves. And he turns that shit up, like as loud as it'll go. And he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 45 years and I finally found it. What works for me? <laughs> just, just like, it's just. And there's more perversions to come for that character. Just as when they established a guy at the beginning yeah. who we believe to be Hair Star, I think uh, the snuff film uh, 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 enjoyment of that or attendance of that is just a tip of the iceberg when it comes to the perversions uh, that that character has. So yeah. I think they're, they're they're laying some good groundwork. I think. There. Yeah. Uh, so Preacher and Cassidy uh, or Jesse and Cassidy have the discussion. Uh, basically, uh, Cassie's asking him about, well, what does it feel like? Uh, and they also have a conversation around, okay, 
what do we do with this? Yeah. Um, there was a word in particular that he used, uh, cause he said, I feel like I have, uh, uh, love and hate, hate. this blender inside mm-hmm. of me. Um, he, <laughs> it was, it was excellent. The way they were wearing like fire and ice, uh, just two things inside me just going crazy. Right. But, uh, the, the one compare and contrast of polonium and ice cream, right? Is what, um, threw me off a little bit. I was like, who, who, why does this podunk town backwoods hillbilly hick know what in the hell polonium is? <laughs> Maybe he's dealt in polonium I, in his past life. Normal people don't know what polonium is. <laughs> I, I get that. Now they say that's what got Yasser Arafat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I just, I, I felt like that was too random of a reference to not be random at all. Gotcha. It's like it's like somebody threw the shit in there. It's like, oh, I'm gonna see who who who, who can look this. Someone's gonna look up polonium. <laughs> um, but it is highly lethal. Uh yeah. And so, I mean, I guess if you eat too much ice cream, it could but kill it's like you. something sweet that's a treat versus something that will kill you. Right, but it's an, it'll kill you. Uh, and a lot of times you don't even know that you're dying, that you're dying yeah. from that because it, it masks itself like other, it's a form of radiation, sure. but it's such a low level radiation that you can't even, um, from what I understand, uh, it, it, you can't even detect it with a counter. Really? Uh, even, even through something as thin as a piece of paper. So you couldn't even, you could, if you couldn't do it through a piece of paper, you surely couldn't detect it through skin. No. And, um, apparently it's such a low level, uh, gives off such a low, low level energy that, uh, it is very easy to smuggle across international borders, which by the way, that's dangerous. You're most of it. You're going to get from Russia. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to belabor the point, but it's like polonium, really? <laughs> you know how my brain works. I'm like, sure, oh, sure. that shit's got to mean something. Iridium. <laughs> Iridium. Polonium. <laughs> the hell? Well, and Cass, Cass made a really valid point to him. He's like, now what do we do? Because you can look at this as a curse or you can look at it that it's not. And that was him talking about himself. Yeah. As being a vampire. Because he's got, yeah, being a vampire is something different as well. And you would have to come to grips with that. Like if you're a vampire and you're so different, you've got people hunting after you all the time. You can either look at it as a curse or not. Because and You have to embrace it at some point because it is it, what it is. If, if you don't embrace it, you're going to die. Like if you look at like True Blood, and there's some of the vampires who become vampires. They're like, you know what? I'm an abomination. I'm just going to stand out in the sun and they're going to burn me and just burn to death because I am an abomination. So if you don't come to grips with who you are and what you're capable of, and I think that's true in life too. If you don't, if you don't accept who you are and where you've been and what you're going to do and all that stuff, and you always worry about what I could be or what I could have done and things like that, you, you're just not doing anything worthwhile it's crippling and i think that goes nicely with last episode when it was brought to jesse's attention by uh our space that you know maybe maybe i already am who i'm supposed to be right yeah oh the cruise the tom cruise uh uh, funeral thing oh my god uh emotion impossible (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> That's gonna be this. It's the sixth Mission Impossible film. That is, 
I would go see that. And it would be better than that piece of shit five, which everybody else loved and we didn't. Yeah, well. We should have got more hate mail on that than we got from Apocalypse. We, but, we didn't have whatever. a lot of friends then. No, we didn't. We've grown since then. <laughs> we have. We've lost a lot of listeners since then. We sure but have. But we've also gained some. But we've gained some. Yeah, it's a numbers game. I think we're the cream roast we, <laughs> of the top. And the, Clearly. And we cut them off and kept them and threw the rest away. That's right. Just let them go. <laughs> Let them go. Poor Donnie. Odin. Oh, you don't treat him right. He's kind of treating him like a bitch. And, you know. Well, his right hand man. Ain't got no ain't hand. Got, ain't got no right hand. <laughs> well, because Donnie, Donnie wants to do his thing. He's like, you want me to go beat, 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 put a beating on these go guys? Take, give this guy a visit. Yeah. Rough yeah. him up a little rough bit. Rough him up a little Get him to shut up. And I he's don't like, know about this guy. He seems to be preoccupied with something. He's probably eating beef and sitting on beef. <laughs> All at the same time. He's like, Donnie, you know what you can do? You can take this beef and rub it on my face. That's what he wants to say. You think when he gets his hemorrhoid flares up, he sits on a beef donut? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah. Mm. A pre used beef donut. It, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, Donnie, you can clear my tray. <laughs> now, Donnie, what kind of tray is it that you can't like pick it up with your hand and just lift it? Is it like. Cast iron, some shit that's so it super must, heavy. It must have been. It must have been because he's a pretty, he's a fine strapping young lad. Yeah, he's not weak by there, any there ain't no, by any stretch. There ain't no way that. I mean, my my thirteen year old daughter could have picked that up with yeah, her hand. Absolutely, I mean, really. Come on, you just got you got to be a little creative in how you do it. Who were they cremating? I don't remember who. I don't remember. Was either. it the dude that cut his heart out? Oh, I guess it was because they did a funeral later. That's right. That's right. <laughs> with his fucking poncho and his jeans <laughs> and he sees the truck he sees the he sees he uh, sees the guys he sees Fiore and uh de blanc yeah uh leave the hotel and he's like he, he got excited he's like, he's mm. like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a party later and then old jesse and his truck i like this truck you like that it, it's got that extended cab mm-hmm. there ain't no I did it again. What did you do? There isn't. There ain't no. There isn't a lot of old school double cab trucks. There are not. Excuse me. Extended cab trucks. There are not Still available. Oh, no. You know, I didn't realize that Tulip's car was more of a hue of purple than black. Mm. I guess that's just me. Maybe I'm going colorblind. It happens in your old age, right? My rods and my cones ain't. uh, Well, they're just running into each other. So why do you think he stops and talks to her? Like they pull over on the side of the highway in the middle of the desert just to have a chat. Now, now let me ask you something. Sure. If this old heifer comes gliding right alongside you as you're driving down the highway and gets to honking that horn and ask you to pull over, what in the hell do you think you're going to do? Well, see, let he, me answer it for you. You're going to pull over. No, well, Why? Because he keeps saying that he Why? wants nothing to do with her. Why? Because just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, maybe all she wants to do <laughs> is knock some boots. Probably, right? And he's like, "We'll just put the tailgate down on this truck. You sit up there, and I'll go to town well, real why quick." Why do you let when when women get into a tussle? Mm-hmm. Why do you let them continue to fight? Just just maybe because sooner or later <laughs> they're gonna start kissing. You know it's true. <laughs> you know it. It's it's only logical outcome. Yes. You know? <laughs> They're going to be hitting each other, pulling each other's hair, and then they're going to be pulling each other's clothes off. It's just going to... Exactly. A plus B equals C. Now you're thinking with 
You're right, mine. That's, there it is. <laughs> and then they're just going to scissors the shit out of each other right there in front of you. Okay, that might be a little too far. <laughs> Did I cross I, the line? That might be a little uncalled for there. <laughs> well, I'm talking purely, you know, over, over the top of the clothes type stuff. <laughs> oh, sure. Come on now. This is a PG 13. That is show. not what you meant at all. <laughs> you can lie to yourself. I love, I love their little actor when Jesse's like, just talking. He's like, can I ask you a question? Of course, a little interaction would be nice. Do I seem different? <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? Do you seem different? It was a dumb question. Well, I mean, how would you part. how would you ask that? I mean, I think I think he was like, you know, there's someone who known me a long time and the good and the bad. So maybe she would notice if something was different, but it was kind of a dumb question. It was funny the way he asked it. It wouldn't matter. She's blinded by the fact that she wants him to help her. And I'm, you know, I'm still a little, I'm not perplexed is not the right word, but once she got that address to yeah. where the last known, last known address or where this individual was, she could have just went. I think she thinks them doing it together will fix them. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And that's where I wanted to go with that. Yeah. I think that's absolutely the case. Because that whatever this dude did is what broke them up. So whenever, if they need to do it together and that'll put them back in the best, that'll put them back together. So we get another flashback. We're led to believe that, uh, Jesse with his badass mullet. Oh my God. And that suit and looking suit. sharp. Oh, dapper. Although I don't know if the mullet's better than that haircut. Cause I don't know which one had more product in it. Cause it's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. But we're led to believe he shot that old boy in the head. Mm-hmm. But the way they framed it, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Could have been self-defense. It don't matter. Yeah. I'm sure we'll learn later. Hopefully. But from what I understand in that, Carlos, I guess, was driving the, the getaway, getaway car, car and left him hanging. Yeah. So I guess they somebody did some time somewhere. Yeah. And, we, and Carlos took the money, too. So maybe they so. got the money to the car. And they were covering him so that he could get the car and get to him, and he just left without him. Well, whatever he did, it was worth killing. Uh, it's convincing the preacher, you, you know what? I'm going to kill this fucker, you know? Well, you know, I love how he went full uh, Jonathan Moxon on her there. <laughs> I'm done with that life. I don't want your life. <laughs> Let me know who wins. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jonathan Moxon's one man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good that's one. a good one. And then uh, Tweeter drank beer. Yes. Yeah. Tweeter drinks beer. Tweeter drinks beer. Billy Bob cried because Billy Bob, Bob cries. <laughs> you know, that, uh, some, most of that was um, filmed in San Marcos. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They uh, probably didn't. That's probably where all those dudes are from. Probably. <laughs> like the rest of the football team was the actual San Marcos football team. <laughs> and that's just the way they live. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I still love that movie. Well, he... he uh, uh, yeah, I did too. You know, that's another movie Steph hasn't seen. Really? Oh, yeah. We talked about, uh, we, we recorded a new episode of Once Upon a Time, and we talked about, again, we talked about the fact that she hadn't seen The Crow, and she hadn't seen The Godfather. Oh, my God. And I made a reference, because in, in that show, they always talk about, uh, no matter what, I'll find you. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, Last of the Mohicans. She's like, I had never seen that either. <gasps> like, well, get, get out. Get out. You're not my wife. We are, uh, this is over now. So, yeah. This no. has been fun. <laughs> we, uh, I told her by the end of the summer, uh, we're at least, uh, I'm going to have her at least watch The Crow okay. and watch The Last of the Mohicans. Godfather, I can let slide. She would like both of those. Oh, I, no, I know. I've, I, we know this. Yeah. 
She just doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. But that happens sometimes. Like, she didn't want to watch The Dark Knight. Really? No. She's, uh, you know, I was like, sit down. She saw <sighs> she saw a little bit of Heath Ledger, and she's like, well, I'm going to watch the rest of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what I thought. That's right. And then I'm going <laughs> to turn up the cow killing sounds in the background <laughs> while this happens. Well, we don't want the kids to wake up. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just put some shoes in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I'll kind of throw a, <laughs> yeah. you know, just kind of mask it up a little bit. Yeah. Moo. 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 <laughs> My parents did that. They would, every time they were, dry, when they would put shoes in the dryer, you're oh. like, oh, you know what they're doing? <laughs> shoes in the <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> because this I shit gotcha. is so loud. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. That's what Donnie needs to be doing. Put some shoes, shoes in, the dryer. in the dryer. You're not going to hear nothing. You're going to hear nobody None. scream when you burn them with hot up water. None. Sorry about that. When he, sorry about that visual for you. No, it's all right. I, I love. I'll, I'll go back. He uh, he's putting his kid on the bus. It's the bunny man. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Right, and then the bus driver's like, "Is this your first day? Uh, more like her thousandth day." Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that, Linus. Yeah. Uh, no, that was great to follow up on that. He, again, giving some more context around Jesse's newfound power. And I think it was important to see that what he did took permanent hold. Yeah. He literally forgot who that girl was. And it also gave you some insight into the fact that Linus was not being as secretive as he thought because that other girl was like, oh, the creepy bus driver forgot who you were. Oh, they know he's creepy. Well, see, that's the thing. We think that people don't see it, but you know... You know that son of a bitch was, even if he was doing that shit out of the corner of his eye. Yeah. You know people, come on. People I are catch, not as dumb I as you think. I catch people yeah. sneaking a look at other people all the time. It happens. Of course it does. And the best way to avoid that is to not fucking do that shit. Right. I had to learn that at a young age. Like, you know, look, look, pay attention where you're looking. Look <laughs> people in the eye because people know. Her eyes are up here. Well, people, anybody, (laughs) people know that you look people in the eye. Yeah. And because even if you're not looking at something, people's perception could be that you're you're doing something that you shouldn't or you're leering. leering. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm a lech, but (laughs) whatever. Yeah. If I'm looking you in the eye. Yeah, that shouldn't have a problem. That's what the internet and webcams are for. Exactly. Okay, people. I do that in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> that's right. So I can turn up the cow noises. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love, I love the scene of uh, Fiore and uh, DeBlanc getting their weapons on, getting out of the truck. They start walking toward the <laughs> toward the church, and blah blah, church van. <laughs> So Cassidy comes flying out there. <laughs> and he just laughs. He's like, you fuckers need to change cars if you're going to keep chasing. I really don't know how you keep finding me. <laughs> and then he looks at him, he's like, wait, wait, I killed you. <laughs> you're already Clones! <laughs> and he goes to get it. He's like one trash bag. He's like, this is going to take forever. Uh, I love Cassidy. <laughs> one thing that's got me worried, though, all jokes aside. Yeah. Is there's characters in... This series, sooner or later, are going to break our heart. Yeah. And we know who they are. We know who they are. And I was really hoping they wouldn't tease it this soon. And I don't think that's going to happen. But he he gives it to the angels one more 
I one love more this. again. When he's like, don't hurt me. Whap! Whap! Yeah, just, <laughs> it's like, okay, now I'm just going to beat this shit out We're of you. We're not here for you. And he's like, what? We're not here. For, we're here for the preacher. And and then Cassidy, knowing that the preacher has, he's like, you know what? Okay, cool. What do you need from the preacher and why? So he, they at least convinced him that they weren't there for him. Yeah, I've killed you seven times now, so I guess I'll stop. Mm. So Jesse and Tulip. Mm-hmm. Which I still don't understand why he agreed to go with her. He changes his mind here but in a minute. I think in that moment when you have the opportunity for vengeance, you always entertain it. Mm-hmm. When there, when someone's wronged you or done something to you and you have the opportunity to pay it back to them full force, you always consider it. It's hard not to, to think, you know what? This person did this to me. They deserve this. What can I do? How can I make this happen? And Tulip gives zero fucks. Oh, sure she does. And that's one of the things I love about her. <laughs> yeah, that dude's like, she's Move, like, we're, bitch. We're talking. He's, <laughs> do you want to get out the car? We would do this right here. Come on, get out the car. And that guy thought better of it. He's like, mm, she's just a little too crazy for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he, it's like when people cut you off when there's plenty of room behind you. I, oh, that drives me insane. Like they pull out right in front of you and you're the last car in like the line. I'm just like, dude, two seconds, two seconds you could have got behind me. The dude had room on the side. Plenty of room for him to go around. You're just being a dick. That's, yeah, that's probably me. No, was that you? I don't do that. (laughs) You don't cut people off? No. No, I don't cut people off. Now, when people cut me off, I do tend to follow them for a little while. (laughs) Did you get a little rage? Are you a road rager? No. Come on now. I've been known to lay on the horn and just follow people for a mile really? until they pull over. Really? I've done that once. Yeah. Have you ever gotten out of the car? Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay, Why good. Would you do that? Okay, that's a bad idea. That's a recipe for getting killed. That's, don't ever get out the car. Um, I mean, you can be aggressive in your motorized vehicle, but once you're in the open, it's in fair In Texas, game. you assume everyone's strapped. Absolutely. So. You. <laughs> just, and you assume they're packing some yeah. high caliber. Yeah. Like, arm, uh, some might say armed society is a polite <laughs> society. I'm not sure about all that. <laughs> well, it's more polite than some other ones. I'm telling think. you. Uh, so Donnie d- decides he's going to seek some revenge. Have, has he been following him? Or is this just a happy accident? Well... Uh, Donnie probably likes this particular gas station. It's got a, the, 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 the glory hole in this particular, uh, gas station is quite nice. You only need one arm to use that glory <laughs> That's hole. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, I love how you knew exactly where I was going with yeah, that too. Absolutely. Cause that's exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that, that shit wasn't playing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And a preacher not scared because he knows what he can do, but no, and I, I don't think he'd have been scared even if he didn't have no, his and new see, power. That, I think that's what kind of the point I would like to make about uh, all of this is before he even decides. I mean, maybe in the back of his night, mind, he's, he said, "Well, I've got this power; I can start telling him what he needs to do." But he didn't lead with that. No, he was like, "Nah, nah, you ain't gonna shoot me." Right, and then when he said. Uh, don't worry. When they find your body, I'll make it look like a suicide so that nobody knows I beat you like a bitch again. Again. And, and I'm I like, like oh, oh, this guy's a badass. Because if when Donnie re- 
came back with that gun to slap him, he wouldn't have said stop. He'd have been like, Wah-bam! and just knocked the gun out of his hand oh. and then proceeded to beat the dog shit out or of him. Or punch him right in the nuts, right. which and is he, probably what he would He'd have broken the other arm and been like, what are you going to do now? There's no glory hole bathroom where you can't use zero hands. It's interesting to think that he catches him. And I love this. Uh, he catches himself. He's like, holy shit. I've got this guy putting this gun in his mouth. And he's like, whoa, 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 I need to stop. Yeah. Because I felt like he he could have gone further and maybe was about to, potentially. Which is a question about his character, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't know. We know he's pretending to be something, but mm-hmm. we don't know if there's any truth to it. Well, he's pre- he's pretending, but not pretending because he's trying to keep a promise. Right. But, which I mean, was a little boy promise, as co- according to Tulip. Which it is. You know, you yeah, make no. promises as a little boy, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. But we we haven't really gotten any insight into what he's capable of. I mean, we saw him beat Donnie and all his friends down, but he hasn't killed anybody. And so when he was faced with the ability and the opportunity to kill someone, he stopped himself short, which makes you maybe think, oh, maybe there's something to this preacher thing, or maybe he's just being a halfway decent person. Well, I mean, who knows? Well, he, he said to himself, I get it. Yeah. Uh, which is to say, I think that what he's getting is that maybe I've been given this to use it, to for, good. Use it for good, which is what I was resolved to do toward the end of the pilot, which mm-hmm. is I'm here to help these people. To save you. I'm here to save But you. if I do this, that's going to negate anything that I want to do. And so he comes out of the bathroom and basically says, deuces to Tulip. Yeah. Because the same thing applies. If I go help you carry out this plan and we go kill this guy, the same thing. Once you start down that path. Yeah. Like once you use that power to do one thing bad, it's kind of a tainted power and it's no way you'd be able to stop. I don't think if you give yourself permission to do something, you're going to keep doing it. And I guess the stuff he had uh, Cassie do was relatively harmless, right? Sure. Hop around, box, right? Sing Johnny Cash. Yeah. I think they're just going to try to work Johnny Cash into every episode, which I'm totally fine with. They should. I think he fits with the, uh, with the whole theme of the show. I still, I still wonder if old John Wayne is going to show up. So. The oh man, I hope so. I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, at least have a John Wayne film in the background or something. I mean, yes. at least give an an homage to Perfect. John Wayne. Have it planned and have Duke be on screen and kind of talking to him. Break the fourth wall and talk to him. Yeah, that'd work. That would work. That would work. Instead of him seeing things. Yeah, I like that'd it. Be cool. Because I miss John Wayne. I haven't watched a John Wayne film in a it's while. It's about time. To watch it's a John Wayne film? Yeah, my my great my grandfather loved John Wayne. Oh, mine too. His office, all John Wayne pictures and plates and oh all that gosh. stuff. He was the, he was the Duke, and he was a man's man, dude. Ladies wanted to be with him, and dudes wanted to be him. Or with that's him. how. Or with him. Well, okay, some probably of, some of them. Not probably. Yeah. Was he ever in a movie with Errol Flynn? I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't think so. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. And just the way the films that he did. I the, meant Rock Hudson, I not Errol Flynn. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. How the hell did I get those two mixed up? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. I was a handsome man, too. <laughs> Rock Hudson. Those old school movie stars, they were glamorous. Not they like were. the shit we got today. I mean, Clooney's about the closest, I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, and 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 ladies like Jessica Lange, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're they're, they're um, La- what's the word I'm looking for? Classy, Cla- 
Thank you. Yeah. You know why I couldn't think of it? Because nothing we do is classy. No, no. At all. No, no. This podcast ain't classy. Assy, maybe. A- yes. Not classy. Drop the C and the L. Yeah. <laughs> Assy. That's us. Yeah, but I to mean. To a T. Yeah, I grew up watching John Wayne, and I still love all of his films, and I would watch them. Anytime they come on, I'll watch them. And you should. So. You should. It's fine entertainment. In fact, one was on the other day. I watched part of uh, The Quiet Man. Oh, yeah. With him and Maureen O'Hara. Yeah. You know what? Maureen O'Hara? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's it. Whatever the, whatever the question is, yes the is the answer. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Cassidy, I love this in that he's able to just take what uh, Fioria and DeBlanc just throw at him at face value. He's like, well, you know what? This is... Okay, sure. Why not? Got it. Mm-hmm. To be fair, being a vampire, he may have seen some things, right? And he done just, some stuff. Well, and he's witnessed Jesse's power firsthand. Yeah. So he's like, like, you know what? This isn't out of the question. Uh, but his response to per- we're angels from heaven, or we're from heaven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. How about this? <laughs> Let and he tries to work a deal with him. He's because he's like, you know. You keep coming at Jesse like this, he's just going to run you over and mow you down like he's been doing. True. Like, you, you, you're you underestimating him and what he's capable of. And on one hand, he, I feel like he's trying to protect Jesse. Sure. But I also feel like he's going to use it to his advantage as well. Yeah. And because think, that's just the dude that he is. Yeah, that's what he's been doing the whole time. Yeah. You know, if I can get an advantage and if I can use this, I'm going to. Which is, uh, I don't know. And if I don't have to keep killing these guys, that's an added bonus for him as well. Because sure. I love the fact that they're standing over their dead bodies as they're talking there toward the end of the scene. Right. Because they just regenerate. So in a way, they are clones. Yeah. In a way. In a way. In a way, yes. And then we go to our face. Uh, so how was your day? Um, He's hard to understand. That's why they caption it. <laughs> you know? Closed caption. But, I mean, you can understand him when you read it. You're like, oh, I can see that. I can see what he's saying. Okay, so this is this scene is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. The Hugo root from the comics versus this Hugo root, yeah, ain't the same. No, this is a this is a nice microcosm of what I'm talking about because yeah. this conversation, the way that no, because Hugo, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, Hugo wouldn't let his son no. sit at the dinner table. No, with hell him. no, he'd I, be like, you know what, take him, get out of my sight. You're making right. me sick. I'm right. trying to eat my dinner. Right, I don't want to look at your face <laughs> because it bothers me. But it's having a conversation. Yeah. But he's telling him to stay away from those. Tracy Chapman? Yeah. And so Sheriff seen some stuff. We've said this already, yeah, but yeah. it's just reinforcing he's seen some stuff. And I got the feeling that there's some other things that have been happening that he's privy to mm-hmm. as well that uh, maybe even some of the, like the Jessies and the Tulips and Cassidy's aren't even aware of yet. Yeah. He's seen some shit. He's, he knows he, he would have he to. He knows some town He's seen secrets. everything. Yeah. Now, this poor son of a bitch, nobody showed up for his funeral. Well, his mom can't fly. I, I understand that. And, but. I mean, she's probably scarred for life after, you know, what, whatever's left of it, after watching your son cut out your heart in front of you. I mean, come on now. So, Jesse's father, John, is right there. In there. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's a lot. I was reading an article somewhere. I saw some of the other tombstones, and we just missed it. But Steve Dillon was on one, and mm-hmm. then Glenn Fabry was on one as well, who really? did all the cover art for all every issue of uh, Preacher. Uh, they were on tombstones as well. I didn't see that. 
So the way this episode ends with that uh, exhaust pipe going off. In the ground. In the ground. Again, that kind of exhaust pipe in the ground. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's an oil related thing and I'm just not aware of it. Maybe. But 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 to show it at the beginning and the end. But typically an exhaust pipe like that, I would think would be for when you're uh, the exhaust from an engine, from a combustion engine. Because when when you're doing oil drilling, a lot of times you're going to find natural gas along with it. Mm -hmm. And depending on what equipment you have out there, uh, you may want to try to capture that as well. Uh, but if you don't capture it, you have to burn it off. Yeah. So that's why it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's why sometimes when you roll by some of these, um, oil plants or, uh, uh derricks, mm-hmm. um, they'll have a flame that's just going on all, all the time, time yeah. because that's that natural gas that's coming off there. Maybe there's just not enough to capture, but you can't just let it release back into the atmosphere. Yeah, you got to burn it. it up. That's what, that's so a I'm, lovely smell as well. Oh yeah. So I'm a little I'm a little perplexed by what what exactly that might be and what does that mean and my my initial thought is well we're seeing stuff from above are we about to see some stuff from, from below below well maybe and I don't know we'll see we will see good episode though overall I'm no really, I loved it I every it episode great. I think of, has really been good we've yet to have any real stinkers which I'm happy about yeah. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I know, it, and it really it slowed down too. It has, it did, it really did. It's very dialogue and character driven so far, but it wasn't boring. At no, all. no, and we're about to get to the action. The action is crazy, so I'm gonna like to see what how that goes. And I think a lot of the acting is what carried the episode. Oh yeah, I thought absolutely. Even Danny at the beginning in her little uh, exchange with Tulip, <laughs> you know, just as a, a, a tortured. Wife, wife was he eats all the time. That's yeah. all he does is eat. And I, whoever that lady is, I was like, I, that kind of drew me in as mm-hmm. well. Right. Good. So yeah. overall, great episode. I'd give it. I, I if I had to rate it, Ooh. which I know we don't do, we can. Um, I'd I'd probably give it. Yeah, I have a hard time. Oh, we're gonna go five stars. Let's do five, five, five um, cowboy hats. Okay. Oh, cowboy hats. Yeah. I'd give it a solid four. Oh yeah, easy for sure. Four, maybe four. Because I, I, I rarely, if ever, give anything five. No, and I don't believe in going to anything but half decimal points. Right? Yeah, so I'm not gonna do a four point two five. That's word. No, that's retarded. Four point one seven. I mean, just, what does that even mean? I don't know. What is this gymnastics? <laughs> it's not gymnastics. <laughs> it's figure skating. <laughs> five point two. Five point two. No, it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's I been love great. Where it's going, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for more. Me either. I'm excited. So we're gonna try to go uh, chat up old Dominic Cooper when we go to Comp Palooza this Absolutely weekend. Absolutely, we are. Are we? I think we should. Really? And we I think he's only there on Saturday. That's fine. We're gonna be there. Most of us will be there all weekend. That's true. Friday, in particular, Friday, June seventeenth, in Houston. In Texas. Good old downtown Houston, the George R. Brown Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And the Anthcast is taking over at 5.30 p.m. We will be doing <laughs> a live show. Yeah. And um, in person. You could see our faces while we talk. Yeah. And we're we're pretty sure all of us are going to be there, too. I think so. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our uh, origin story, if you will. Why we did what we did, what we do different. 
Uh, uh, everything. Yeah. Well, not everything. Oh shit! I just gave it away. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, well, we <laughs> if you're in the Houston area this weekend, um, we'd love to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Come by, and say hi. Uh, if you want more information, we actually created a Facebook event, mm-hmm. and if you go to nthcast.com slash live, yeah. And I did that, so next time we do a live show, I just have to change the link on the back end. There you go. Look at you planning ahead for all of our future live shows as we tour the country. If you're not going to be able to make it, if you could at least go look at that and share it to any friends that you have in Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, wherever the hell. (laughs) Tijuana. Sure, why not? Yeah. If if, If you got friends in Tijuana, please share with them. Maybe they'll invite us over. For a donkey show. That's not exactly no. what I was going to say. Right. But we'd love to see you. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. Come love say to, hi. Yeah, come say hi. Uh, what else we got going on? I think that's, oh man, we got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the always the thing. truth. Yeah. That's the big thing. That's this week. Uh, so uh, again, check out the Preacher Insider podcast. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you want to, just uh, give us your thoughts on this episode of Preacher or the series as, as a whole. Or if you have any theories, questions, thoughts on uh, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, we can't forget about them. No, it's coming back soon. Um, so. There's a lot of movement and spoilers and rumors, things and swirling around. So we're, we may need to do a segment for too much longer, uh, just kind of talk about some of those things. Sure. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. So send us any of your correspondence. You can hit us up on Twitter at fear nthcast or an email would also suffice if you need to say a lot. If you need to say more than 140 characters, mm-hmm. instead of sending like 18 Twitter messages, you could just send us one email. They're about to do it to where you, uh, they won't count, uh, handles. Yeah. And links in uh, the the 140 characters, so it'll be purely for whatever you need to type. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, or you could just handwrite a note and take a picture of it. But that would be ridiculous. Just type it in an email. That is a way to get around that for sure. And our email is fear at nthcast.com. Fight the dead and fear the nthcast. <laughs> <laughs>